Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Repitch. I'm David, along with Richard. Hey guys. And today we're going to be reviewing Thor 4, or better known as <laughs> Thor Love and Thunder. I don't think anyone ever, I think you and I are the only one calls it Thor 4. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. but it's fun to say. It, it is. I should, I should have called it Thor 4. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Came out, what, Ju- June of 2022? Yeah, July 8th of uh, this year. Okay. Yeah. It came out in the summer. Okay. G- mm-hmm. Give us give us the facts, David. How does this movie do? Uh, all right. So, overall, I think obviously it did very well. I mean, of course, like box yeah. off box office wise. I feel like Marvel at this point they're too big to fail. Yeah. Um, but here's the numbers I'll break down for you. Um, so, opening weekend they opened up with about 144 mil. Mm-hmm. Um, domestic boss box office total ended up being about 343 mil. <laughs> um, international box office was about 401, 402 mil. Um, so total rounds out to about like 745 mil. Wow. And what was the budget again? And the budget was sitting at around 250 mil. Yeah. I think this is one of the more expensive Thor movies. Yeah. Surprisingly. Um, Marvel I, movies. Yeah. I was very surprised with the, the, production budget number i was i, I was expecting like 150 200 at most but it's probably like yeah. a lot of cameos a lot of like actors they paid i mean yeah russell crowe and then you got uh, you got christian bale in there who's probably like jane foster's in there too a lot of actors yeah and then at this point chris hemsworth is probably worth so much millions probably maybe a quarter of that's like yeah yeah but yeah should we talk about the good and the bad or is there anything else you want to mention um, I mean, I'll, I'll uh, throw in little tidbits here right, and there, cool, little fun cool. facts. Okay, let's talk about the good because I have this this movie. <laughs> it it bugged me. I mean, I watched it in Disney Plus, and I thought it was okay. But if I watched this in theaters, I think I'd have been. Mm. Really, I think I would have hated it more. <laughs> but let's, let's talk about the good. Jane Foster, she was incredible. And Natalie mm. Portman, great actress. I'm so glad yep. they finally finally gave her something to do. In these door movies. yes yes <laughs> absolutely agree on that i think you know it was, it's i completely understand why she decided to leave oh yeah marvel uh-huh. um but you know this revival for her i think it was great and she obviously killed it oh yeah great job uh i love that like this it discerns scenes and actions that's like really pretty really good looking like i love how um, J- um, Mighty Thor's hammer breaks apart and comes together. I think that's super creative, super cool. Yes, yeah. Because that, that doesn't happen in the comic books, right? Does it? Not from what I remember. No, yeah, right? I don't re- remember seeing that at all. But I think that's like super cool. I love that. And that's really good. Uh, there's a scene when, uh, who's it? What's the bad guy's name? Hey, Gore. 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 When they're in that black and white world, mm-hmm. that was like visually like, wow, that's real. This is really interesting. And, What's the actor's name? <laughs> Welcome to Repitch, where Richard doesn't know any of the actors' names. Uh, the villain? Yeah, the villain. Uh, Christian Bale. I think, on Gore, in the comics, he's a really weird, dark character. That's like... Yeah. Yeah. But Chris, I think Christian Bale is a great casting. I mean... Yes, yeah. To the capacity they used him, that's my issue. Like, I have a problem with that, but, like, the parts that he was in, it, I'm like, whoa, I want to... I need to see more of this guy seriously oh my gosh for me i think christian bale was the best part of this movie i, uh, I think his performance agree. was um phenomenal and i think like you said it seems like 
the character was great and Christian Bale brought him to life, but I feel like they could have used Christian Bale so much better in some other project yeah. in a much grander scale. I um, I 100% agree. Like he like his character was like because like you're even though he's like quote unquote the villain, like he's he kind of makes sense. Like the gods in this universe are kind of jerks. Like they should deserve to die because you know we see in the pantheon of all the gods, they're all like yep. like making it like oh all these people sacrifice for me, and like all the gods are kind of dicks. And like yeah, they all should die. <laughs> like the only good gods are like Thor and his friends. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it's super compelling. Christian Bale did a great job. Oh. Yeah, he was uh he had a lot of he's kind of terrifying at times, you know. He, he really was. brought it out. And like he, and he does that so well where he's compelling and he's that American psycho terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. I I think um I see a lot of like or like some parts that he brought out. I I was like, "Oh man, like he kind of could play the Joker <laughs> if he really wanted oh, to." Oh, he could. Yeah, you know certain actors like, oh, he'd be a great Joker, but I don't want to see that. <laughs> that'd be terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> like him, Willem Dafoe, be a great Joker, but like, I don't oh. that'd be that'd be so scary. Yeah. Oh, what else? What else did you like about this movie, David? Um, you know, like you said, Jane Foster, Natalie Portman coming back, I think um, that was great. Uh, she definitely beefed up for this role. Yeah. She looked pretty big. She did. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love it's like in the com- like in the comments she's like battling cancer and like mm-hmm. the only way for her like instead of finding treatment like she becomes Thor but she has to and it's like I love that because like oh it's 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 like I gives her gives Natalie Portman another weight to this character like does she want to live like survive or does right. she want to live like in a as Thor and that's really great what else um, <sighs> yeah I kind of I enjoyed. I, I, small bits of the that whole like god summit part where like all the gods were meeting up like i i, I don't know if you caught it but it, they kind of showcased the panther god best yeah. best yeah yeah i was like oh that's fun but i wish i saw a little bit more like if she had done something it, it would have been a lot more fun yeah. um but i like their little small call call outs to like other marvel mm-hmm. and things it, it was nice seeing the guardians of the galaxies like they're like they're only mm. there for like 10 minutes and their interaction i'm like yeah. i kind of wish they were in this more but whatever <laughs> yeah i can't i feel like you're kind of chipped <laughs> yeah like i feel like this god killer thing was almost like uh what do you call it kind of like something that the guardians could have been totally a part of a team exactly. of and like like, like the story of, I mean, like how fun, Chris, P- Peter Quill's like I was a god too, basically. Like yeah, kind of exactly. Movie. They took down a god. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and it's just like, yeah, we're we're like dangerously encroaching the stuff that we that we that bugged us in this movie. What else was good? Uh, <laughs> um, know, no, like, they bought back, a lot of the they bought back mm-hmm. Lady Sif, which I thought was great. She is great in it. Oh yeah, that short bit. Yeah, I, that that might be the only like one. F- like real funny part I think I enjoyed in the movie. <laughs> she was like, Oh, I could go I could die now and go to um Bahala. And Thor's like, You can't go unless you die in battle. It's like, okay, never mind, I'm up. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I don't want to die. She they, they they she lost an arm. Who else? Um mm-hmm. who was Valkyrie? What's her name again? Her um Emma Thompson. Oh T- Tessa Thompson. Tessa Thompson, you know, she's great in it. I wish she had more stuff. Yeah, honestly, that might, that's one of my uh gripes with this movie yeah yeah um 
now now with tessa thompson i think all of most of the actors in this movie did what they could with what they were given um and i will dive into the cons and what we didn't like in a little bit but you have a few other things you want to mention um I mean the the movie looks nice. It's it's fun, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, let's let's talk about the things that bugged us because I feel like there's a lot more. Yeah, yeah. Um, would you like to start off or? Yeah, I'm trying to find. Do you know the tagline for this movie? Oh yes, sorry yeah. about that. I no, 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 no. That off because first. I think the tagline perfectly portrays what's wrong with this movie. Yep. So the tagline, the logline tagline for this movie is. Thor enlists the help of Valkyrie, Korg, and ex-girlfriend Jane Foster to fight Gore the God Butcher, who intends to make the gods extinct. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's not uh, that's not the tagline I was thinking. That the tagline. Oh, then what's uh, yeah? What's the, uh, the tagline? I think from one of the first traders was not every god has a plan. Mm. And I'm like the irony in this because I feel like they went into this movie with like yo, there's a huge black, we have a huge whiteboard of these amazing ideas. Jane Foster as Mighty Thor, yo, Gore, he's great. The comic books people love him. Let's do this all in one movie, in mm. one of the shortest Marvel movies out there. Mm. And I'm like, it really feels like they put a whole season of a show into like what two hour movie, like less than a two hour movie. Yeah, and. It really felt like they didn't have a plan. I mean, if I were to blame it on anything, it was like a, it was, it felt like the writing maybe. I'm like, oh, I really wish there was more to it. Yeah, no, it's the same here. I, for me, I think the biggest issue is obviously, for me, it always, for movies that I don't like, it mainly always boils down to the writing and story. Yeah. Um, and like this, like you said, it felt like a rushed effort, uh, trying to push everything out. Um, and especially like a lot of the jokes definitely felt forced. Um, it felt natural. It felt yeah, yeah. Like I'm David at this point, I'm kind of I'm kind of sick of Taika Waititi. <laughs> like when Korg gets like blown up and almost died, I'm like, oh thank God he is. I, oh yeah, yeah. I don't know why people like him. I hate him. I think anytime he talks, it just sucks up everything out of the scene. And when he like died, I'm like, oh shoot! Like, there's weight to this. Like, no, he's still alive. He's a face, and he is a kid in the end. I'm like, oh god. And it's even worse because I I think Korg in the comics, he's actually a pretty like badass character. Is he? he contributes <laughs> yeah. almost nothing to this. Yeah, exactly. He's literally just a psychic, psychic. Not even oh god. And yeah. like we talked about how like they give some good emotional weight to like you know Christian Bale's character. He is he's almost right like the gods in this universe are kind of dicks and they let his kid die and you know jane foster she's battling cancer but like it's the comedy that kind of ruins it like you see like yeah it's a great scene when uh jane she gets out of the door and she's like like you can see her like in front of a mirror like she's clearly like suffering but yeah. she goes back the door and mighty door and breaks the thing and like does that wait to the seat and then immediately after you see she's talking to valkyrie outside the bathroom and it's like oh what is that a grenade like, no it's a speaker and it's like it's supposed to be able to laugh i'm like wow you really just killed like it's a, I, I don't know if it's improv like oh they're like just 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 talk and let's see what we can do let's you know ragnarok lightning in the bottle i feel like people love that it's a right i think a majority of that movie is great but I don't think you could really make that, you know? Like, they no, definitely I, didn't. I think, you know, a lot of what played into Ragnarok was also the fact that people were getting bored of Thor. Yeah. 
like that the movies were not that great they were pretty flat they were boring mm-hmm. um kind of like a lot of what people felt like about captain america when he first came around oh yeah and then winter soldier and civil war really changed that all oh, yeah. um you know that's the same thing that happened for thor and ragnarok and you know a lot of credit to taika waititi for that mm-hmm. movie uh during that time you know he brought a new flavor to the character and brought a new, very new impression for the character um in a much more enjoyable way for everybody but it's almost like he tried to dial it up to like 10 oh yeah for this movie trying to plug in the same type of um feel to it um but it, it, didn't, it got man. jumbled yeah, yeah. it, it, it it's like there's like some serious themes to this like revenge and like cancer <laughs> and like you can't really it's really weird to add a taco potato humor into it like it right like it makes you want to feel i'm like oh wow like i feel christian like what do you call it gore's pain of losing a daughter but then you see thor in the next scene just doing side splits as he's about to destroy the, the bad guys and it's just like this is weird. Like it's it's a, it's like this emotional whiplash to left and right. Yeah, I, I will say though, like um, a lot of it does start picking up and starts to get a lot smoother and better after the second half of the movie. Yeah, uh, I think like a lot of the jokes kind of start dying out and it picks up more of the story and mm-hmm. like it becomes a lot more serious, as you say. Yeah, in the end scene when they're right at um, what was Gore going to infinity or e- eternity? Eternity. And like Thor basically has all these children. Like, okay, let me give you these Thor powers, right? So we could fight. Mm-hmm. I mean, it it's stupid. I like, <laughs> I really, but like the stupid part of my brain, the Fast and Furious side of my brain, is like, oh, that's really cute. I really like that idea of like, oh, these mm-hmm. kids using like their toys and stuff just to like beat up these monsters. Like, oh, like that's like every child's right. fantasy. But I'm like. Yo, Thor, could you always do this? I'm like, this would have been really helpful for Hawkeye during Endgame. I'm <laughs> yeah. like, yo, like, did you just learn this? Like, there were a lot of times you could have done this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right. But like, it's kind of like pulled it out of thin air. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, well, I, he might have mentioned that. I don't know if this is going to work, but I'm like, so you're going to endanger these kids just so out of a whim? <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. This is the the guinea pigs are these kids. Exactly. And I'm like, I mean, calm down, son. The kids weren't terrible. Like, oh. Gore's daughter, Love, and we found out this is called Love and Thunder because of her. Is that Hemsworth's actual daughter? It actually is. That's one of the points I was going to bring across, which was kind of uh, interesting. You know, She was kind of boring in it too. <laughs> Thor, Thor ends up adopting his actual daughter. Yeah. And I'm like, it ends with like, correct me if I'm wrong, the whole premise of this movie is Thor trying to find the next chapter in his life. Right, right. Like he wants to retire, but he can't. But what's what? Right. What is he gonna? Pretty do? much, he's pretty much going through a midlife crisis yeah, right now. Pretty That's much, yeah. Whole, yeah. And you know, he he realizes he has issues with like how his relationship with Jane Foster ended. He dealt with that, and now he has this pseudo daughter, which is like really weird to think about. Like, oh, let me adopt my more like this enemy. <laughs> And like, yeah, (laughs) that's actually that's one of the points I wanted to bring up. Like, I didn't really catch on for me. I was like, so this movie is about Thor's midlife crisis. Yeah. And the answer 
was for him to become an adoptive father. Yeah, which is like, which is not the best answer. Like, oh, what, no, no. how do you fix a broken hole inside your heart? Just have kids. Like, that's basically the answer. I'm like, I don't, I don't think that's the best answer for human <laughs> people. Like, kids are not going to solve your issues. But like, it's like, like even with Gore, like, like uh, I keep forgetting his name. Christian Bale. Christian Bale. Christian Bale. Christian Bale, a phenomenal actor. You want, I like, he, you, you never, you only see him kill one god. And that's my biggest issue. And like all the oh, gods right. that he's killed kind of yeah. deserved it. <laughs> right. Like I heard, I saw this review of like, I kind of wish that there were kinder gods. Like, oh, maybe there's a god that's helping a farmer bringing water. And Christian Bale right. like crosses the line. He's killing everybody. Right, like, right. You hear him passing door. Like Thor's like, oh, this giant god, he's really friendly. Exactly, yeah, exactly. That's like the only one time where it's just like, oh, this guy's out of control. When in fact, like the beginning intro, like you said, he's like, that sun god who like you know shows serious apathy for you know humans and like gore and like his people his daughter mm-hmm. you know you kind of you side with him in yeah, that point I'm it's just like, like yo christian <laughs> Bale, i'm on your side right now it's just like yeah and like like you said like the only instance where it was just like oh like he's kind of you know doing whatever now he's just killing everybody is that one giant god monster thing yeah where where like thor just says in passing oh like he's one of the nicest gods out there it's just like okay just because you say that <laughs> yeah i don't believe you Dora. like i want to <laughs> can you show me not tell me the classic thing it's just like and like who's zeus in this again uh russell crowe russell crowe was extremely distracting <laughs> like even the whole scene like oh there's bow he's a giant dumpling guy and i'm like am i supposed to laugh because this is it might be no, a- I- it might be offensive. Yeah, like a dumpling. I don't know if this is offensive or just lame. But it's just like, this is weird. Like, what's the point? Like, what's the point of this? Like, I know you're going to fight. I know you're going to steal his lightning bolt. And, like, they don't mm. really do that much with the lightning bolt. And I'm like, I want... And just, like, the whole point of introducing Zeus is, like, the end credit scenes. Like, we see we see Hercules. And I'm like, okay. Uh, yeah, seriously, if... For me, that was a big issue too. Um, like I said with the writing, it felt like a lot of the parts that should have been emphasized felt too short and mm-hmm. everything that was too short or like um, too long like should have been cut out. Yeah. Um, and one of the things I really wish they brought out more was this whole God Summit. Like oh, where yeah. they could have introduced all, because like in the Marvel Universe, all the different pantheons of gods are their own heroes mm-hmm. and like their own characters. And this, I, I thought this was going to be that time for them to be really introduce everybody in that way. But, you know, it seems like, like you said, the only, the main purpose for Zeus to come out and like to have his time was to lead us into the next movie. Yeah. Oh. Which is like, really? Like, and just like what it felt like is just like, Hey, Taika Waititi, uh, here is I don't know if I pressed, here is some bullet points we want a movie like this but do whatever you want <laughs> that's really what it feels like it's like you, we trust you you did a great job with Ragnarok and like all that stuff we love you do whatever you want and like it didn't feel like you know we have our issues with like with companies being too much in their hand in a movie because it kind of drains right. out the creativity but I feel like this is one of those scenarios where I kind of wish they were more involved you know what I mean right Yep. And uh, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong or please remind me, but it, it almost felt like that whole 
God summit, that God meeting scene, that that portion of it, it was a little unnecessary. A hundred percent. If you like, there was nothing that really moved the story afterwards, except for the like, because like the reason, <laughs> the lightning bolt, and the only reason why they went there was because Thor wanted to reach out to Zeus and see what he'd be able to do. No, like it's honestly for trailers. Like, was that you see that scene all the way in trailers? Like, oh, Zeus, and and um. Nate whips his hand and Thor's naked like for all the trailers and I'm right. like okay yeah sure <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah. yeah it's I don't I don't know where they're gonna go with the fourth movie like there is like are you gonna have Thor have a kid I'm like that's kind of boring <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean yeah yeah seriously I'm, I'm curious I mean obviously the build up the um, the idea is for it to be like a Hercules versus Thor movie or something like that i don't know if you were able to see the uh the end credits isn't where hercules when hercules pops up yeah um so obviously that's it seems like that's the direction that they want to move in but i don't know we'll see we'll see what happens with yeah. that like I mean, is there is there anything else about you about this movie any pros or cons yes uh one big fact for me was the character and writing for valkyrie um yeah i think tessa thompson like we said i think she does a great job with the character what she's given but this character valkyrie seems to have really fizzled out as a character throughout the entire like marvel universe she goes from like being one of the most badass characters um then as the queen as as guardians right and now it's she's it starts off with like, you know, she's really struggling with this new role and kind of going through a lot with it. But then they just kind of brush it over. Just like whatever. It, I, I, <laughs> yeah. I just wish they tapped into that struggle with her, like kind of was really able to. But I mean, if their argument is that, you know, then it would have been too much. You know, there's already all, all these other things going on with these other main characters. Then, you know, why even bring this character into it then? Like you just want to do it for fan service. Exactly. Then, and look, I completely agree. Like, there's a scene where they're on their way to go on that dark planet where all the kids are kidnapped, and she and Korg are talking, and she's sipping on a mojito and like talking about life. And I'm like, "What are you doing with this character? She's just she's this passive person. Mm-hmm. She's just there to be another action person. Like, she has some great yeah. action scenes, yeah. But like, yeah, they jip her in the fourth act, third act. Like, oh yeah. no, you stay behind while Jane, where Jane and I will go. I'm like. Or you need her. Like, I don't know why you wouldn't take her. I'm like, you know what I mean? Yeah, seriously. So, yeah, that's um, my one last gripe with this movie is the yeah. fact that they really didn't write that character well for this one. Yeah. Another thing is, in the end, I, I like the way Jane died. I think it was poetic. You know, she chooses to become Dora just so she could save the world. And, like, that's the way she wants to go. And mm-hmm. I it bugged me that we see her go to, like, Valhalla. The heaven and see Heimdall. Right. Yeah. I mean, I get it, but I also it's like, ah, like I don't, I don't, I, I don't know about you, but like, kind of like, it wasn't. It kind of jit me. Like, oh, like, right. Hell, it takes away from the death. Yeah, it does. 100%. Like, it happens like immediately too, like really quick. I'm, mm-hmm. and I'm like, it kind of like, again, like you feel like, oh, they build up to such a cool part, like, oh man, like a god killer, oh mighty door, all this stuff, and it's just like. The payoff is so weak. <laughs> right, yeah, hundred percent. It's just, I think in that it, if they just kept her, I mean, 
I guess the argument is that she is dead. Like yeah. Valhalla, they're dead. Mm-hmm. But they should have just, you know, cut it there. Just ended it there. I agree. I mean, it was great to see Heimdall again. But even that, also, I feel like... They chipped him too. <laughs> chipped him too, bringing him back. Because his death was so significant oh, yeah. for Infinity War. Yeah. Like, to be able to, like, just him bring him back in that way, it just seems like, oh, now... It, Marvel is obviously going in this route where, like, we could do whatever we want now. I mean, they can. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it really takes away from the whole story and yeah. the weight of what it what, what happened before, in my opinion. I completely agree. It's just like, oh, okay. This, yeah, the payoff isn't as satisfying. Mm-hmm. So, uh, are you ready for my repitch pitch, David? Yes. So again, just as a reminder to the listeners, um, I don't, I don't this isn't exact. It's no. not a. Or did we tell? Them? No, we, we didn't, oh, tell we them didn't say anything. Okay. So this is not a repitch for Thor: Love and Thunder, but this is going to be a new pitch for what Thor five or what Richard thinks Thor five should be. Yeah. And you know, in this world, we'll say okay, Thor four happened, and you know, sadly, we heard the news that um, Chris Hemsworth sadly from both sides of his family has that gene where he is a good chance of having alzheimer's you know sad he's he, you know, he took a break from acting which he definitely should and like mm-hmm. this conversation like yeah this might be his last thor movie which i can comp- like as a fan i'm like yo i completely understand family first like, you know like mm-hmm. he owes nothing to us and him choosing that that's every right yeah so, i mean yeah even as as an actor, as a person, he definitely should be doing that. And I, I respect that so much. And I think he needs that time off. Yeah. Um, but even just as a character, though, I think Thor's time is should be at an end. I completely like, agree. And I think I want Thor 5 to be a send-off for him. His hmm. a last Thor movie. Oh, okay. Am I gonna, are we going to hear about a death? Are we, are <laughs> yeah, I'm of course excited. he's going to die. I'm excited. Thor's going <laughs> to die. Everyone's going to die. Like, Richard, calm down. <laughs> Uh, so okay, well, this is gonna be kind of a teamwork. I'm gonna have like a frame in mind. I'm gonna have a couple of ideas, and you and mm-hmm. I will flesh it out because you know, I only gotcha. bought like <laughs> this is a group project. I only gotcha. bought I only bought fifty percent of the work. <laughs> so basically, what I want to happen is that her his his adopted daughter, she mm-hmm. she's a teenager, young adult. She grows up. Okay, and who and this is kind of like Thor is you know. He, he still has issues but he's dealing with what it's like to be a father and stuff like that and the bad guy in this so this is like it's in the comic books right now it's kind of crazy for Dora his hammer the being inside manifested into its own being Oh, so that's kind of who I want the bad guy to be is Dora's hammer the being inside uh, Okay, All so right. it's like Thor is no longer a warrior. He's basically just a stay-at-home dad. <laughs> and the world's like, you're not a warrior anymore. Who are you? What are you doing? So Thor is trying to fight this character. Mm-hmm. And someone I want to introduce back into Thor's life, which I think could be really good, a great send-off, is Loki. Uh, okay. Yeah, okay. I want Chris, uh, Tom Hiddleston to be back in this. And, you know, I think what would be great is like, you know, uh, it's Marvel TV show. He's still around. It's great. I don't know where this is going to be in time-wise, but I think this is going to be before the Avengers, before they verse, uh, what's his name? Who's the main big bad guy? Oh, Kang. Kang, he's in it, you know. And 
we're back introduced to Tom Hiddleston, and they're trying to figure out, okay, how do we fight Thor? How do we fight the hammer, basically? And basically what I want to happen is Thor sacrifices himself, realizing that it is his time to leave with this hammer. And I don't, I don't want to cop out like, oh, here's young Thor. Like, I don't want that. But I feel like what they need, what Marvel is trying to do is, okay, what? How can we make more money by making the next generation of Mar- mm. next generation for yep. of Avengers? I don't want what do you call it? I don't, a new Thor. I, I don't want love to whatever they got the daughter to be the next Thor. Like she could be her own character, own she yeah. could carry yep. Stormbringer, whatever. I want her to be a new IP, new interesting character. But I want Loki to be the new Thor. Oh, yes. interesting. And so Thor sacrifices himself. I don't know why. Maybe like, oh, the hammer is destroyed, but a new hammer is forged from the remaining parts. So what happens is, this is very similar to the comics, but like Loki's holding the hammer. And instead of hearing the voice of the old hammer, you hear Chris Hemsworth's voice. But a little part of his soul is still behind that hammer. So even though Chris Hemsworth is not acting, you could still kind of see Loki and Chris Hemsworth having that back and forth. So, sorry, sorry. Go ahead and finish. Uh, I'm just like trying to think of questions. Yeah. And I don't know. Maybe I want to bring young Loki here. That'd be really fun too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I just have parts of it. But okay. I, I just wanted to end where, you know, Thor realizes that it's not it's the, his time to leave. But like you what one thing that we're really missing in this is the old Odin Force. And Thor, like, you know, like the Odin Force is like this was this like powerful thing that he's supposed to have and you give to the next generation, stuff like that. But I think the best way to send them off is like, okay, let me let me get off. Let me die with the hammer. I don't know. So David, help me. I got you. What do you think? Um, you know, I will say trying to do a Thor five is definitely really difficult. Oh, so Hercules is also in this, but they're building it up. But he's more of a okay. he's more of a comical character than anything. Got you. So, question for that then? Yeah. Is he gonna be throughout the movie? Do you want him to be throughout the movie, or this is is this? Is that going to be like, you know, resolved within the first? No, I because he is first. an Avenger. I think it'd be good for him to be there. Gotcha. Okay. No, I, I agree too. Like kind of more of a team up. Oh, yeah. yeah. But we're more like a begrudgingly team up. You know, like, oh, <laughs> I like someone is killed. I don't know. We can't kill God. So someone is like wreaking havoc. It's Thor's hammer. Come with that. See, that's the toughest thing about trying to pitch a Thor 5. Yeah, right. Because the villain for Thor 4 was a literal god killer. <laughs> like, what do you... So, like, how do you... How, where do you go... Yeah. <laughs> what what go. are you supposed to do there? So, like, your idea of trying to make it, like, oh, like, the the hammer comes to life in a way. It's It brings a little bit more weight, I guess, mm-hmm. um, and more... Makes it more personal mm-hmm. um, for Thor. And I think because you see a lot of that, you know, in Thor 4 or Love and Thunder, uh, like how much he misses the hammer. Oh, yeah. How much he's been like looking for that hammer. And he's talking like, to it and flirting with yeah. it. Very interesting. Yeah. Yep. So I, I think, you know, bringing that aspect back out and kind of like making the hammer, manifesting the hammer in some way where it becomes this villain um, is definitely interesting. I guess the question there would be, what does it want to do? Why 
does it feel like it needs to be you know i say like destroy the worlds or like you know become this big bad villain i think the idea is like when it was forged it was forged from a dying sun so it's alive it's a thing and it's just like its purpose was for war its purpose was to destroy as a hammer but now mm. Thor is not really fighting. Thor is just at home with his kid. Yeah, they're training or whatever. But like, he's like neglecting it. And I don't know. It could be something weird. But like, kind of like that. It's not- so almost kind of like a Napoleonic effort where he's just trying to go start out, make a statement, and like become this like become that like a jealous you know, person. Like- it's like kind of like hella kind of minor of you. Like, oh, daddy didn't love me enough, so I'm gonna destroy the world. <laughs> Mm, okay. Mm, maybe we, I, maybe not tap into that. But I like <laughs> the idea of like, like you're saying, like he has this. He was a dying star. He was meant for this. He was bred for this. We'll, we'll make it a but, she. So, uh, uh, or, or she, yeah. yeah. She or he, uh-huh. uh, she. Um, like she was bred for this, and she was supposed to be this warhammer. You know, just mm-hmm. kind of. In that sense, I think uh, where this hammer really misses its role as a warrior. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of like, I guess, it wants to spark a new revela- revolution or like just cause trouble. I oh, guess yeah. like kind of like in a, I don't want to say like anarchist way mm-hmm. where it just wants to see things destroyed, but maybe maybe it wants to show Thor the joy of war right trying to remind him like okay. Thor this is what your purpose is it's not to live stay at home but it's to fight in these battles but I think then we really tackle into the growth of Thor like no Thor is not always about battle he's he's grown as a character so will this be a um, hammerless Thor again uh yeah will will he not have stormbreaker as well will stormbreaker also be manifested into a that'd be uh, pretty cool but no, no. I, I mean stormbreaker did have his own character that'd be interesting to mm. be to be honest i'm surprised they still have stormbreaker in the marvel universe because that makes things a little bit more weirder it's like yeah but like yeah no no more stormbreaker is still stormbreaker but Thor, let yeah so is stormbreaker is gonna be a big play because i think at the end of thor love and thunder stormbreaker was being used by uh love right or was am i it doesn't matter <laughs> doesn't matter right <laughs> i think she i think she was yeah so i guess it, i guess the easy write-off would be like she's somewhere else with love the with yeah. stormbreaker or something like that and like why would loki I, be back maybe he maybe the, the maybe the the Stormbreaker, you know how the Stormbreaker can basically travel anywhere, right? Yeah. Maybe he summoned Loki by accident, not accident, on purpose to help Thor. So how does um, so because the the other part of this is also Loki's technically dead in yeah. this specific timeline. But where I, is he coming back? Like, how is he coming back? So it's just like in a TV show. He's still the Avengers Thor. He doesn't have that relationship, but he knows that he dies. He knows that it's this. Right. So he's still kind of like, not buddy-buddy, but like he realizes he's at fault and he's sorry. And we've we've never really had closure with Thor and, what do you call it, Loki. But how great would it be if, you know, instead of the idea of, hey, Loki... Instead of like, hey, little child that no one cares about, you beat Thor. But like, no, Loki, 
I want you to take my place. I want you to be part of Earth's mightiest Avengers. Mm. And I don't know how much Tom Hiddleston wants to act, but like you can easily introduce a young Loki, which has been a super popular character, like a young version of him. Like, you know, clearly that's what they're aiming for with Marvel, like Spider Man, yeah. Miss Marvel, She Hulk, yeah. like young actors. Uh, so, like, I think that'd be really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Okay. So <clears throat> we kind of got like the characters down. We got the reasoning down, the villain, like why they want to do this. How does he die? Um, <laughs> yeah. How does it, how is it, what's the big conclusion? What's the big climax? How does this what's, go down? What's the most painful way for Dora to die? I, like, I don't, he could easily, oh, let me go sacrifice myself against this. You know, it'd be really cool. If the door, if the hammer somehow infiltrates, infiltrates Valhalla and starts killing the dead souls in there. Oh, that would make it, that would, that would bring it up to another level for sure. Yeah. And I mean, it would be, it'd be really cool for Dora to meet his father there and his mom and just like having like, okay, what, like he needs to save his parents again. He does not, he's not gonna let his mom die again. <laughs> oh, that'd be so good. <laughs> How cra- how crazy it would be if Thor lost his mom again for the second time? That'd be so good. <laughs> I I see that. There's a lot of weight to that. Do you or do you think people will be tired of that? Just be like, oh man, like this he's lost his mom again. twice. Maybe like yeah. that's that gives it the weight. I mean, like any kind of movie, it's like why does Thor care? Just who cares? Let the hammer be the hammer. But like him, the idea of like oh his heaven is not being breached and. But I don't want Jane Foss. That's I hated how Jane Foss heard you see by Hella being real. But yeah. Right. I, mean, I, I, I do like that though. I like that brings the weight to another level. Cause like we're we're trying to think of a way where like how do you raise the stakes when the villain was already a little killing god gods, killer? You know what I mean? Like I guess the next step would be like killing Heaven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So somehow, some way I think you could fit that into this. Um Yeah. But does that take away from the original idea we had where, like, the main purpose of this manifested uh, Mjolnir, the hammer, was main purpose is to start war, not just go around and killing all this. Mm-hmm. Like, is there a reason why he's going to be going into the Valhalla? And does he want to wage war on Valhalla? Yeah, like, maybe wage there... war on Odin. Like, what's the best way to find Odin? Go to heaven. <laughs> all right, all right. It'd be crazy if... If um, the hammer destroys Stormbreaker, that would be fun. Kind of like you know how like Ultron absorbed what do you call it? Oh, it's Jarvis. Yeah. yeah. In the same way, Thor oh. the hammer destroys Stormbreaker as revenge. Or like when he gets manifested into this he being, uses he uses Stormbreaker. Yeah, that'd, be dope. Yeah, yeah. that'd be pretty cool. Oh, and that, they literally that would have, be sick. Thor literally has nothing. Exactly. I think that would you know raise the ch- stakes up even more no instead of bringing back tom hiddleston because i feel like that could be complicated or I mean, I mean, that would be really nice maybe mm. because of some you know multiverse madness insanity we we actually see a young young thor they actually cast a young not thor young loki oh okay yeah i like that i, I do like him being able to touch base again with loki yeah um, so we don't see Tom Hiddleston. I think Tom, Tom Hiddleston should talk to the young Loki. I think that'd be great. But like, how great would it be for Thor to talk to an angsty Loki that hates him? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I like that. Yeah, who would be a good young Loki? Like a teenage, young adult Loki. I don't know any teenage actors that I like. 
that sounds really weird to say that are good uh i feel like i don't know maybe timothy Chalamet. i was just thinking him, but he will never do no yeah he, he won't do that he's too bougie <laughs> let's see who was a uh, you know be great but no one he wouldn't do it who would oh no, no he's a he's a terrible actor spider-man 2 amazing spider-man 2 Green goblin Oh, Dane, Dane DeHaan, I think. Yeah. Or something like that. He I, he looks like he could be a young Loki. Oh, yeah. I think that would not be bad. That wouldn't be bad. But I can't think of one. Uh, we'll just say him for a placeholder. Oh, what do you think? There's also... Yeah. Oh, one of the first names that comes up is uh, Asa Butterfield. Was uh, he in? Let's see. He has been in Ender's Game. Oh, like and, oh yeah, yeah. Yep. There's Ender's Game and all. Uh, what else does he? Who's pretty good in that? Uh, yep. That's like, oh, a bunch of other stuff. That'd be good. I would say maybe even like Will Poulter, but he's got his own MCU role now too. Who's Will Poulter again? Will Poulter. He's he's gonna play Adam Warlock. He plays the guy who looks like Sid from uh, Toy Story. <laughs> oh him! I still yeah. haven't seen that trailer, but yeah. Yeah, I I mean that's pretty much my pitch, David. Thank you for helping me fill out. Anything else? Yeah, gotcha. and credit um, scene. I don't. Oh wait, wait. I don't think we really ended it. Paved out, yeah, smoothed out the way he dies. Oh, um, he dies voluntarily, knowing that the only way for the hammer to die, the spirit, if he if he dies with it. No, I I, I agree with. I kind of like. I want to touch. Go back to like you know how they were first building Stormbreaker oh, and yeah. like he. He had to open up those gates, and he was getting hit the force. with with the with the force of the sun star, and like that. Those are that's one of the few times where you really see Thor kind of like getting wrecked <laughs> by that. So I think it, it needs to be something along those lines. Oh yeah, like that'd needs, be interesting. Yeah, so it's either like he takes in like like I guess the only way that Mjolnir or this manifested version of Mjolnir sees that. Like his only way of like really like uh, waging war is like kind of imploding and exploding. Mm. But Thor's the only one who kind of who could contain that. He kind of like you know just kind of like covering the grenade type of thing. Yeah, and oh, you'd be really interested because like Thor, Love and Thunder. One of the things they no the, the whole gore, the comics. One thing they didn't do, which has been really interesting, is see a big part of that movie. A big part of the comic book is that you see young Thor when he's young, and older Thor when he becomes king. It would be really cool if you kind of see that, like, oh, was Thor younger stuff like that? I don't know if that. It's a long. That sounds like a long movie, but that's something else. That's a con. I'm like, oh, how cool would have been if you see three different Thors fighting against Chris, um, Christian Hiddleston. Oh. Nope, that's not his name. <laughs> Tom Middleston. Tom Middleston. No, 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 no. Yep. Who? Oh, Gore. Oh, oh, Christian Bale. Christian Bale. <laughs> How crazy would that been? That would have been pretty fun. But yeah, yeah. One. Out, how about this though? Um, like an ending. What do you think of this ending in a way where Thor ends up becoming King Thor, rather than you know, like that's how he settles down and he kind of becomes this new king of mm-hmm. Asgard again and really relishes that. Uh, I know in the comics, there's a port, there's a storyline where he's like that, where he has, his, he lost his arm. He has his new yeah. like metal arm and all that stuff. Um, I want to, do you s- think that is like a proper send off in a way where he settles into this role? 
as king. As king. Because the whole time, like when Kang is fighting the world and all that stuff, everyone's like, "Where's Thor? Where's Chris Hemsworth?" Mm, okay, you know, like I want to Iron Man him. I want him to. Ah, uh, so like just realize he's not available. He is not. Okay. He is gone. No. He gotcha. is not a thing. But like, yeah, you could definitely bring him back in one way or another. Right. I I guess one more point I'll bring up because yeah, yeah, yeah. with the whole like you know. Him being king and people asking where he was. We could say the same thing about when like the first Avengers happened or first few of first two Avengers happened and Odin never showed up, right? Oh, he can't come back but he's busy with the others balancing the I mean like if a, a threat level like Kane comes back, that's a whole different scale. You know what I mean? Mm, right, yeah, right. Yeah, Earth is being invaded, whatever. But he he gotcha. Thor would you think Thor would not come back to save Earth? You're right. You're right. It's a different yeah, he's different he has different uh Priorities, association right? with yeah, yeah. with Earth than Odin did. I think the but, only okay. way is to kill him You're or right. like send him in the long journey or something something stupid. Yeah. No, I think if that, with that being said, I think you know killing him is the right way to go about it. I don't think killing him, just ending him. <laughs> That's even worse somehow. <laughs> just ending him. <laughs> but yeah, I think that would be a good send off for Christian for um, Chris Hemsworth. He's done a great job. He's done something amazing for this role. Like Thor, honestly, no one really cares about him. Only comic fans, but like made a. A Norse mythology character into a likable person, where right. he thrives in the third movie, unheard of. <laughs> right, he really came into his own, and you know he. I can I will say, almost to the point where like Robert that we see Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man, Tony Stark. It's kind of hard to imagine anybody else in this Thor role now. Like Chris Hemsworth is Thor, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. No, I completely agree. It's the same way as you know, um, Robert Downey Jr. will always be Iron Man. Yep. Yep. Exactly. All right. Um, so there it is. Our pitch for Thor Five. Yeah. Thank you so much for helping out, David. I had the beginning, Problem. somewhat of the middle, but I didn't have an yep. end. No, solid, solid way to plot it out. I think. Yeah. And yeah. Um, David, where can our wonderful audience find us? Oh, real quick though. Oh, did you happen to know that Chris Hemsworth's entire family was in this movie? He's like not just like almost. I think both of his sons play like younger versions of him. When like that scene where you see Thor running through the forest, like there's like a little Thor. I think those were his sons. Like in the beginning, when like he's telling his story, and then there's a scene where like he's talking about where he's like. Uh, where he's like sitting on top of a wolf and he's making out with a woman. That was his wife. That's hilarious. Oh, wow. That's, I mean, like, if you're Chris Hemsworth and you've done this four times, you could pretty much do whatever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, I'm sure he was a pretty big producer for this movie oh, as well. That's pretty funny. His whole family, yeah. that's really, I wonder if they all got paid. That's like, oh, this is a family trip, guys. We're all going together. <laughs> um, oh, that's, I, you know, that could be an episode itself where actors have their own family members inside the movies. Yes, actually, one of these days we got to talk about the whole idea of nepotism <laughs> in, in Hollywood. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, but of course, um, episodes come down to an end. 
But you guys know where to find us. Just look at our descriptions. You guys can find us on our Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And if you guys have any comments, you like our pitch, don't like our pitch, you guys can share us, rate us, berate us. Shoot us an email at repitchpodcast at gmail.com. And as always, just a big shout out to our friend Joe Yu for helping us with the sound editing and with the intro outro music and if you guys want to hear his uh, music too look for him on soundcloud description is a uh, or his information is in the description below yeah. um mm-hmm. yeah and if you haven't listened to it already a couple of days ago we released a great episode about you know the great kevin conroy we talked about his life the roles he plays some of the favorite stuff that he's been in and yeah definitely take a listen and to wrap up today's episode i have a quote from this movie Jane Foster as uh you know the whole time she's trying to find a catchphrase which I didn't hate stupid but I didn't hate she ends up saying <laughs> I'm not Lady Dora my name is Mighty Dora and if that's too hard for you you can call me Dr. Jane Foster and one last thing eat my hammer <laughs> <laughs> alright guys we'll see you guys later <laughs> see you.